When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Love Rugby League podcast, bringing you the latest rugby league news, talking points, and exclusive interviews. Listen as fellow fans and experts discuss the burning issues in the game and share their bold predictions. We're out every Wednesday to look ahead to your rugby league weekend. Welcome to the Love Rugby League podcast, talking life and league for 45 minutes or thereabouts every week of the year. One big in-depth feature interview each week with one of the biggest names in the greatest game and all the big issues as well dissected by the Love Rugby League team. Download us on Spotify, Apple and do please leave a review as well and all the other major podcast providers and make sure to follow Love Rugby League on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for exclusive news and features from right across Rugby League. You can find us online at loverugbyleague.com. This is the Love Rugby League podcast. Keep up with all things Rugby League 24-7. Head on over to loverugbyleague.com. So welcome to this week's big interview and this week's guest is uh, one of Super League's greats, uh, one of the uh, the best halfbacks of all time, poised for Pastors New and a new adventure as well. It's a great pleasure to welcome Lee Breers to the Love Rugby League podcast. How are you, mate? I'm great, thanks, George. Yourself? I'm doing all right. Yeah, and it's always a pleasure to speak to you. How, how are you and how have, how have the last few weeks been for you? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm mentally I'm I'm, I'm okay. Uh, bit of a whirlwind. A lot of decisions, big decisions to make. Uh, not been easy, by far, far from it. Uh, but content in that I've made the right decision. I still sometimes wonder back, and you know, still think, you know, am I doing the right thing? But you know, all in all, it's 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 a positive move. It's something what. It's just, I just can't pass up. I just can't pass up. It's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity to go to Brisbane, 
But what's making it so much harder is, you know, I'm at a wonderful club in Wigan. Uh, they, they, they treated me so well. And obviously, uh, family situation as well. It's not been just, uh, I've got to think about Wigan. I've got, my dad, he's 86. And we we lost mum 18 months ago. So leaving, leaving him behind, uh, leaving my daughter behind, who's going to be turning 25. In a, in a couple of weeks, so I know she's got her own life and she has to deal with that, but still, it doesn't make it any easier. But you know, there's there's one thing what we do as a family support each other, and you know, this is part of my journey, part of the family's journey, and I suppose in a roundabout way, it hopefully will open opportunities for for our family to be comfortable in their life, uh, and and also proud, massively proud of you know that we as a family can go and express ourselves in the other side of the world and offer a bit of success. What's the, obviously the focus is still Wigan, what's the timescale of your next few months? Well, obviously we have, I've just got to deal with the immediate and that's, you know, making sure we're successful at Wigan. I've not got an exact date at the moment because of visas, etc. but just going through that process is, is quite daunting uh, but I, I would I would envisage that I'll be leaving the country on, on around about the 29th 30th of October uh, but don't really want to think about that too much at the moment because uh, that would be so unfair to, to the the organisation what I'm in at the moment and your role at at Brisbane in the NRL what, what, what is it what's it going to entail and how much chat have you had with your next employers so far well, that's a good question. I'm I'm down as a in a transition coach, which is, you know, the uh, the top end of the squad. So basically, squad numbers twenty to to probably thirty four, looking after them at the immediate. And you know, we've had some talks around doing the attack of you know the outside backs, etc. But honestly, we've not we've not gone into that much detail. Well, Brisbane are in the the middle of those as well. Well, coming to the the end of their season and the important part of it, and you know, I've got I've got a title of transition coach, which which is fine. Uh, I'm not sure what I'll be doing to the you know to the actual eighth degree, but yeah, it's it's something. What I suppose that the first thing is is gain gain your foot on the ladder in Australia. So excited and nervous, but you know, like I said. Don't think too much about it because of what's to come for Wigan. Uh, we'll talk about Wigan in, in a second as well and and the rugby league landscape over here. I, I think back to when we last recorded a podcast, probably this time last year, a bit earlier, last summer. You'd, you were still quite raw, the whole Warrington thing. You, you were leaving, you'd found out you were leaving. You told me it was a two-minute meeting you had at, at Warrington and... Um, you were a bit fragile. I think you didn't know what was to come. You were a bit bit frightened about what what might lie ahead. Um, Twelve months on, you're in a completely different space. It seems to me. For sure, God, that yeah, it was. Uh, I was probably as low as a snake's belly last year. Uh, understandably as well. Changes, changes hard. Changes when you've not changed a lot in your life. Changes hard. Changes hard anytime. I think. So understanding what that was about, understanding actually, I might not be in rugby. That that was a possibility, wasn't it? There's there's not many there's not many jobs about. So 
Uh, but in saying that, and you can't see, is it the saying goes, you can't see the trees for the wood or the wood for the trees, etc. And I couldn't. Uh, but now that I come through it, I had strong support from Fran, uh, from friends, family, uh, come through that. Ended up at a fantastic club and it couldn't have gone any better. And things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. You might not see it at the time, but things definitely happen for a reason. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke quite a bit to people about my, my worries and, and whatnot and making sure that people knew and, and understood and, and I could go and lean on to some support. But, you know, to get through that and then to, to like I said, Wigan has been unbelievable. I cannot, I cannot stress how good a club it is. And uh, I suppose that's a tough part that I've, I'm leaving because it's so good. Uh, and, and, and I am in that place where happy and, and really content, but I'm driven, I'm massively driven. And uh, was I expecting a, a contract at Brisbane Broncos to, to arise? Definitely not, but I understand why it has. And I understand that me being at Wigan has probably put me a bit higher in on the pedestal and teams look at that. And without a shadow of a doubt, you know, without the backing of Ian Lanigan, Chris Radlinski, Matty Pete, unbelievable. And then the players and the staff as well, not the performance staff, but the players as well to, to buy into what, you know, we asked them to do has, has projected me to a different level. And without that, you know, I'm not beating about the bush. If I finished at Warrington and say I went and coached in the championship or championship one. I don't get an opportunity to coach at Brisbane Broncos. Nowhere. So I'm in debt. I'm in debt to Wigan. I always will be because they they picked me up when I was down at my lowest. And I get it. It wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't Warrington's fault. They were just doing what's right for business. Couldn't see it at the time. But that's, that is business. That's the job I'm in. Uh, but Wigan... It's in an opportunity and, we, and it fitted like a like a hand, no glove on a hand. But I, I used the same to Matt the other day. It is weird because when I first arrived at Wigan, people couldn't couldn't get used to me in the Wigan track. So it couldn't get wig, used to me in the Wigan badge. And it was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. And and people would obvious people would have said, No, I don't think that's the right appointment. And then you could see, you know, we were we were winning and winning the supporters over, and it, it was like Oh, I can get used to this. And then, you know, now that I've got a really good relationship. And I must say, not one person has come to me and said, you know, you, it's wrong what you're doing. Every single Wigan fan has said to me, thank you. Thank you. And I suppose I use the anal anal uh, the analogy, uh, analogy. analogy uh, of Rocket against uh, Avon Drago. And all the fans at the start of the fight were absolutely booing Rocky, booing him. And at the end, they loved him. And that's a bit like that. I know it's soppy and a bit cheesy, but that's the way I feel. It's, you know, they, they've trusted me, they've welcomed me. And that was, that's hard for them as well, because that's massive change. 20,000 were booing me for 20 years and hated me. Without, and that's fine, because that's rugby league, that's passion, that's sport. And now they get to know me and they know that I'm not that person. You know, I cannot, honestly, the, some of the messages I've had send me to tears. I'm an emotional guy anyway. It doesn't take much for me to, to well up. 
No, it's just fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And that, that in a nutshell, is is kind of the the evolution of you. And we've we've discussed this before. Your persona as a player was a bit like that. A lot of people love to hate you, probably because you were the danger man on the other side, but also the image you had kind of off the field as you know the lad who was out on the beers all the time. And and actually, as you've kind of matured, you're still maturing. And you know, I speak personally. I've got to know you from from now in in terms of then. And you know, I've realised what a what a great bloke you were, and the whole perception versus reality thing is quite true in your case. Mm. Uh, I, I would suggest. Well, 100%, and you are right. I've not always been this person. You know, I, I, I was a different person when I played. But you mature. You know, I was young. You know, I earned relatively good money. I could walk into a, a bar and get free drinks anytime I wanted. You know, that all comes with that bravado. Kind of, and, you know, it was it was good at the time. But, you know, would, would I do it all again the same way? No way. Uh, but... That's the life journey, isn't it? Life's not always the word. It's down, it's up, it's down, it's up. And you learn along the way. And that's what I do every single day. I try to make myself better than yesterday. Uh, and, you know, I will get that wrong. 100% I'll get it wrong again. That's just human nature. But then it's learning from that. And, you know, I'm, I'm making far fewer mistakes now than I have previously and you know that that is growing up that is totally growing up that is learning about myself but I, I think the big thing is accepting it as well accepting it don't actually deny it you know it's, it's like being an alcoholic I suppose if you don't accept it you don't get better not an alcoholic like some reported on last week I'm addicted to alcohol what a joke that report that was Never said that in my life, never depended on alcohol in my life. But, you know, that's what it is. And I am learning every day to become a better person, better dad, better coach. If I get them three right each day, I'm, you know, I'm happy with that. Uh, let's talk a bit about the rugby side of, of things. Um, and in terms of, of Wigan, how, how does all this leave you feeling about the rest of this season with, with Wigan and what you want to achieve with this squad before you leave them? It motivates me even more. And I didn't think that could be because I'm quite motivated, hardworking. But I've got, you know, I've got a duty to make sure that I don't miss a day. Don't miss a day. And making sure that the lads are prepared the best they can. Which we do anyway. We do. We've got a really good group. And it's made it a lot easier that the way we're going to have been about it. Because they have every right to be a bit upset and a bit, maybe they are behind the scenes, but I must say, the chairman and the CEO, Chris and, and Ian and Matty, have been fabulous. They've been fabulous. So I've got that. To, and I, like I say, I want to do it because we work so hard. But we just take one game at a time and, and that's the important thing. This is the fun part of the season. And, I, and how much belief do you have that you can achieve it? And how much belief did you did you gain from what you did in the in the Challenge Cup final? Well, with your processes, you gain belief. Um, when we're not, I'm not coming on this, you know, podcast and say we're going to go and win the win the grand final. There's other, there's six other teams who want to do that. We're one of them. We just got to stick to the process, stick to what's got us to this point. We know we are still learning as a team. We're still on a journey. So each week, 
you know, we want to put our best foot forward and see where that takes us. We're in a, a fairly strong position at the moment. We want to obviously stay in, in second. If we can get first, well, that'd be great, but that's probably out of our reach. But second is, is the goal and then, you know, it's anybody's. But it's all about each day. You know, we've not got long left. We need to sacrifice and, and, and go forward as hard as we can. And, you know, there's there's going to be some great teams in there. Some really good teams playing really good rugby at the moment. Leeds are on their up. Huddersfield are playing really well. Uh, so we will take confidence in once we get to the playoffs is that at the moment, well, we are the number one knockout team. But there was only the challenge cut to play. So this year we are number one. So we'll take confidence that, that we can we can play you know, in the big games and get it right. But there's a bit to go yet before that. Uh, are there any sides, uh, I suppose, obviously St. Helens is, I mean, are there, are there any sides you fear or or is it just about you getting getting things right for Wigan? It's just about getting things right for Wigan. If you look at it, this will be the fourth time we've played Saints. Uh, out. we play next week. We've played them three times. Catalans, who've come up, we've, we've only played them played them once. Uh, Huddersfield we've played three times. So it, we know the teams around us, what they do. So we, we won't need to focus too much on them. It's all about making sure we get our our game in order, you know, making sure our process is right, making sure that we stick to our standards, which we've been great. We've been great. And how does the thrill of the end of season running and the knockout games, how, how does that differ uh, from when you were playing now, now that you're coaching and you can't actually get out there and do anything about it? Yeah, it's a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier. But they're the games you want to play in, isn't it? Essentially, the games we want to play in. I've been quite lucky that I've never missed playing. So, you know, that doesn't really think, you know, these are big games I want to play in. These are, I've never missed playing. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's it's good as a as a coach because you do see the intensity rise when you play. You're in it as a coach. You do see the intensity rise and you see the different changes in players and some players at our club. You know react really well to that. We've got some you know experienced players. So uh, I, d- I don't really want to dwell on Warrington in this discussion. That feels like a, a kind of chapter in your life that that's been and gone. But it, it, as we are here, I will ask you about the season they've had and how, how you would anticipate anticipate they may be next year off the back of what's been a pretty pretty much a, a shocker for them this year? Well, again, like I said before, change is difficult. It's not easy. They've changed quite a bit. I mean, they've changed all the coaching staff. They've changed some players, which every team does anyway, but they've changed some players, some key players. Uh, and they've got to, I suppose, learn a different way of playing. Some of them guys have played the same way for a long time. So that's hard as well. And they've seen that and it's been a struggle for them. But they're a quality club, quality coaches, quality players. And they'll they'll be they'll be stronger next year for this experience, I would imagine. Again, you've got to see the low points to, I suppose, appreciate the high points and they'll they'll be back. I was going to ask you how much you were looking forward to the World Cup. I, you're kind of flying during it aren't you <laughs> you'll, you'll be will you be missing it or yeah I'll be I'll be over in Australia then so I'll be watching it nice and sunny while it's freezing out here <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh, how, how, how do you assess the the balance of power 
for for the World Cup. And I, I spoke to John Dutton on last week's podcast, and he was saying there's realistically five teams who could win it now because of the the different players pledging their allegiance to the to the island nations. I love it. I love the way each team's got stronger because of the you know the island balls are, are picking the heritage. I think it's great. I'm not sure how much John Dutton knows about rugby league, but there's not five of them. <laughs> Who do you think can win it then? But saying that, I think it'll be more competitive, a lot more competitive. There's there's probably two teams what can win it. Yeah. So, yeah. Does that does that include England or not? When when you you chose you chair in the offices next to Sean Wynn, I've got to say England. I? <laughs> uh, no, realistically, in my eyes will be England. Australia and New Zealand, uh, same thing. But in saying that, there won't be a, a semi-final where there's 50, 60 points. You'll see two intense semi-finals, which is great. Tonga are great. Samoa are great. I just don't think they can live with the intensity of the other, of the other nations. I think it's a masterstroke getting Victor Radley playing for England. A masterstroke. He is world-class. Yeah. Yeah, I, I spoke to James Graham about that, and he was he was incredibly excited. Uh, how much does that lift England, though? Does does it just one player like that can that elevate them to be realistic challengers? Yeah, I think it can in the in the right way. And don't forget, we've got we've got some really good loose forwards. We've got Morgan Knowles, we've got Morgan Smithers at Wigan, who's unbelievable. Until you work with Morgan, you don't realise how good he is. Uh, so he is somebody you can. Take the pressure off the halfbacks a lot. Uh, Victor Adley stuck and Morgan Knowles, so it, it'll, it'll be good to good to see. You know, with Victor, I suppose one thing where we lack is probably the hooking position as well. So he can fill in at nine, thirteen, which is invaluable for your your rotation of your subs as well. So I like him. I like him a lot. Um, you've uh, you've done the rounds on podcasts recently. I listened to the uh, the five live one you did the other week, and you were discussing. Uh, the future of the future of the competition. You were you were quite strong in in that you think we need to protect the promoted teams, and there, there was no point bringing up the likes of Toulouse if we're just going to send them send them back down. Uh, I mean, I would agree with that. I, I I think we have to protect it, but but to do that, you you've got to go fourteen teams. Is it realistic to think that that's where rugby league could be heading? Where actually another argument is we we, we could streamline it. And have two two tens. I would go two tens. Would you? Yeah, two tens. And we've not. I don't think we've got enough players for fourteen teams. Uh, but if we're realistic and we're, we're we're real about it, Toulouse have got to be in. They've got to be in. If not, we're not real. We're not. We're in, and so in my opinion, and it doesn't mean that I'm right. More more often I'm wrong, to be fair. But if we're serious. If we're serious, we need a strong French connection and we need to grow the game. And they will bring more sponsors. They're a massive city. And I get it. I really do get it that it's always been this Northern Sport 62 corridor. I've been a big advocate. Do you know what? If it was, I'd love it if it was a Cumbrian team. Absolutely love it. And I think it's time. That if we could, let's do it. And there'll be people saying, well, we want to be Barrow. We want to be working to them. We want to be... Well, let me tell you, I was up at Barrow at the weekend 
seen you, Featherston. Yeah, I saw you there. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I loved I loved the, the old stadium and you know that we had a burger and I loved that kind of camaraderie. And, but it was two thousand people though. It's not sustainable. You know, if you want to just go and watch your team in the first divisions, whatever it is, championship, two thousand people, it won't last. And it's, if we want to be serious, we've got to move with the times. And I suppose I'm saying if if you always do what you've always done, you always get the same result. You know, Catalans are living proof of three-year exemption. Look at them now. It's a work. It works. It works. Lee, a bit up, down, up, down. And Derek Bowman's a very good friend of mine. And if they didn't have Derek Bowman, Lee wouldn't be, I reckon they'd be out of business now. It's only through Derek's generosity and his, his absolute, absolute commitment to that club. They are what they are. And it can't, it can't happen. It can't happen. Look at Toronto, up, down, gone. Anybody else at Bradford, up, down, gone. Unless you've got a person with money, it's not sustainable. So you need then to get that three-year plan. And then... You can start picking off younger pe- younger players who don't probably, let's say, make it at the bigger Wigan, Warrington, Saints, Leeds teams. You can start gambling on them because you might see something different what that coach did into the relative their club. So then you can start gambling on year two and three, but you can't in year one because you've got to go f- full on. And then what happens is then you start building the base of younger players, building, building. Before you know it, you've, you're actually in. Because that's what Carlans did. They didn't have an academy. Before. They got the first team in, first built, and then the academy only come in. I may be wrong on this, but I reckon around 2013, 2014, no academy. And they'd been in six years. So they built it, and, and then that's what we need. We need stability. It's too many, too much chopping and changing in our. Like, I don't, I don't understand all the, the details around it. But the challenge cut went from May years ago to August. Yeah, back to May this year. Now we're back in August. What's going on? Now, obviously, we probably have to rely on Wembley or, but chopping and changing, chopping and changing. Putting that in August, end of August, Super League Grand Final, a month later. That's a lot of money for, if you're going back to back, it's a lot of money. It doesn't work. Why? Why? It's honestly, sometimes I think because we're not stable, we've not got a plan. A plan. Planning is key. Hopefully IMG saw it out, but again, I go back, this is only my opinion. It's not right and it's not wrong. It's just that up and down, up and down. Um, on, on Derek Bowman, what, what's, what's he like as a bloke? He's another one that a lot of rugby league folk love to hate outside of Lee. I don't really know him. What, what's he like? I think he's class. I think he's class. Every time I deal with Derek, he's class. He cares. He's passionate about his town, about his team. Don't get it always right, does he? But who does? Who does? He's class. I've got a lot of time for Derek. A lot of people hate him. But I'll tell you what he does. He puts his money where his mouth is. 
he puts his money where his mouth. And I'll tell you, people who, I suppose, when you go back to people who love to hate me, a lot of people said, well, I bet they love you in the team. I bet you half a, I bet you all the championship would love Derek Bowman as chairman. 100%. Um, I, I'm, I'm conscious of, uh, of of running short on time. So we'll just, just, just a couple of things to finish. And I always, I always end with kind of the same question to our guests, which is, uh, you know, a deeper question on things that the league has taught you that, that served you well in life. Uh, I just want you to, to fast forward a, a few months and tell me how you're going to be thinking when you're in, I don't know where you're going to be flying from, Manchester maybe, or, or down south, when you're in the departure lounge waiting, waiting, to, waiting to board. And I don't, I know, knowing you like I do, you'll be thinking of, of memories and careers and you'll be thinking, thinking back about things you've achieved and things you've done. What, what kind of what kind of things do you think are going to be going through your mind as you as you're ready to set off for this new adventure? I hope first class is as good as this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding? <laughs> Nay, I'm I'm in Catlin at the back. Uh, I honestly, you know, I've not thought about that. That's kind of giving me chills. That first thing I think about is proud. First thing, you know, mum would be proud. Ooh, yeah, mega proud. But also a bit sad because I'm leaving people behind. But excited for the challenge. And it's a challenge. It's a massive challenge. But it's something what I'll, I'm going there to uh, kind of represent Super League. I'm going there to represent England and 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 ensure that we in this country know our rugby league. And we, we can coach rugby league and we can play rugby league. There's not many coaches, obviously, there's... There's Mal Rayley and uh, Steve McNamara gone before me. Obviously, Rich Hagar's done it, but that's all. There's no, been no others. So I'm really, really proud of Lee Breers, you know, a naughty kid. I was a naughty kid from a council estate in St. Helens. is going to the biggest competition in the world, to arguably the biggest rugby league club in the world. And he's been employed with it. And I suppose what it does make me proud of is not my rugby league uh, knowledge, is that Brisbane Broncos up to anybody. So I must be doing something right. I must be, you know, I'm not all bad. I must be a good person somewhere. And on that note then, as a, as a final thought, what, what would you say that rugby league has taught you that you've, you've taken into your wider existence as a human being that, that has served you well as, as the person you are? Yeah, it's, it's given me everything what I am now. And, you know, I made a lot, like we always, we know that the first part of my journey with the playing was, was you know, learning. I get it now. Probably my purpose is coaching. So playing was also for, for my coaching career. So I'm learning how, what and when I did and now taking that into my coaching. So my purpose is to coach. I was just lucky enough that I played quite a while playing. But my purpose is to coach, and it's learnt me discipline. It's learnt, it's learnt me to care, to understand myself, uh, and, and to be a good person. Rugby league's second to that, and I'm happy with that. Uh, Lee, I really appreciate your time. Uh, as always, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you, and I wish you uh, all the very best for the remainder of this year and, and for what lies ahead as well. Oh, good, Jake. Uh, Lee Breers, this week's big interview. 
Keep up with all things Rugby League 24-7. Head on over to loverugbyleague.com. So that was Lee Breers on this week's big interview here on the Love Rugby League podcast. Uh, quite a good listen. Uh, I am biased, but, but I think uh, very emotional um, at a time of real transition in his life at the moment. Again, Lee Breers and uh, some interesting points as well about his views on various aspects of the future of rugby league. Um, Josh McAllister is with us again for the next few minutes to, to debate that and a few other uh, matters. Lee Breer is a really exciting opportunity for him, Josh. You could, you could sense that uh, mixture of excitement and trepidation in his voice um, during that interview. But, but a guy who leaves Wigan speaking very highly of the club, and I think you can sense just by watching what, what they've done this year, a guy who's, who's really had a big impact and stamped his authority on the way that Wigan have been playing this year. Yeah, he's had a, a massive part of their cultural shift, I think, this season, alongside Matt Pete and Sean O'Loughlin. Whenever you talk to players at, at Wigan and, and Matt Pete and even and then the halfbacks, the halfbacks all discuss how, how great it is to work to work under him. He's a, a player with over 400 Super League uh, appearances. He, he's represented Wales. I think he's got one cap for, for Great Britain. Yeah, he's had a massive impact and a massive opportunity. And I think we said a couple of weeks ago that this is a, a big opportunity for him to go to NRL learn his trade and I, I doubt we'll, I doubt that that won't be the end I think we'll see him back in, in Super League won't we? Uh, and interesting as well you know one of his drives in, in going to Australia is to to prove that the Brits can do rugby league and it's not just the Aussies who can become top players and, and top coaches in the NRL and that's actually something that Ian Watson's been saying recently isn't it the fact that something that drives him to go over there is to prove that actually the young British coaches do know, do know a thing or two about this sport. Yeah, of course they do. And I think Sean Wayne always talks about it. I think he, he always fancied his chances in the NRL, obviously, before getting the gig with England. It would be it would be good to see one day a, a British and English Super League head coach get the chance in the NRL and, and sort of make an impact and, and show them, yeah, that there is massive talent over here as well. And Lee Brazel will do that as assistant coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, it was really interesting actually to to listen to to just how strong he was speaking of the bond uh, at Wigan and the club he's you know he's barely been at at all which uh, I'm sure every Wigan fan listening to this week's podcast will, will will love to hear about how how the setup is and how professionally run things are at their club. Uh, on to other matters to uh, discuss. We'll we'll look at the battle for the playoffs in just a moment and, and where were you where are you this week in terms of where you're going because it is a, a double header weekend again well not so much a double header but a double round of fixtures I should say over the course of well we're, we're right in the middle of it when we're recording right now but but teams playing twice just to cram all the fixtures in to get the season finished in time for the World Cup I don't know where you are with this it's something we've touched upon before but for me it's, it's pretty baffling the fact that the only way we have seen fit to adjust the season to an early finish to get the World Cup in is by just loading up on double rounds of games, uh, how that is going to produce any beneficial results in terms of how our top players are feeling for the playoffs, coming into it off the back of, you know, three, four games in the space of a couple of weeks now. And then the very elite of those players who are involved in the playoffs are then going to go straight into a World Cup. How are they going to be feeling then? They're going to be absolutely knackered. I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand why... We continue to ask so much of our elite players 
and how we can't see any other way around planning a schedule than just, right, let's play more games in a shorter space of time to free up a week. For me, it makes absolutely no sense at a time when we're craving and hoping for change in rugby league. We're inviting people to watch on the big stage and on the big profile and on terrestrial TV where uh, the best of the players are going to be on Channel 4 and the World Cup, of course, is going to be all across the BBC and expecting our big players to perform off the back of a month there we, where we would have absolutely have, have rinsed them. To me, Josh, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it, it's going to have a massive impact. Isn't it? Lee Radford said earlier today in his press conference that this weekend could have a massive impact on the playoffs. And then even then, it's going to have a massive impact on the World Cup. Christian Wolfe is one of probably many, if not all coaches that has constantly said that we need to be smarter this year. He thinks that we ask too much of players the likes of St. Helens and, and Wigan, Wigan, who went all the way to the final in Challenge Cup, if they go all the way to the final in Super League, that's 33, 34 plus games before those best of the best go into the World Cup and then are expected to perform against the best in the world in Samoa and Australia. And even more so, England are expected to win it because of how great of an impact that would have on the sport in this country. It is it is bonkers this, this year's schedule. It's I don't know how much thought has gone into it. Well, obviously, thought's gone into it somewhere. They won't just put it out. But yeah, I think we need to be much smarter in a World Cup year because that's what this year is all about after the after the Super League and, and Championship and League One. It's all about the World Cup. And even players like Jordan Turner, who's been battling injuries, and players like Paul McShane, they've got a question. Like big players like that have been playing big minutes. So then I've got to decide if they want to play in the World Cup or if they need to rest their bodies in order to have a successful 2023 with their clubs. Yeah, massively counterproductive, if you ask me. Let us know what you think on uh, on Love Rugby League. Leave a comment on the website or, or send us a, a message on social media, on Facebook or on or on Twitter. Right, to, to matters on the pitch, uh, what's, what's your reading of the battle for the, for the playoffs? It's really, really tight. It's so exciting with Leeds and Salford absolutely flying at the moment, neither dropping points. And, and what that means is suddenly Castleford are in a spot of bother having dropped out of the six and it's not out of the question actually that the Rhinos could make top four the way the Catalan Dragons have been wobbling and with Leeds playing the Dragons in, in the second match of, of that, that double fixture weekend coming up. Yeah, Rowan Smith continuing the theme of that he doesn't watch the table. He's got to have looked at the table at least once in the past couple of weeks now the way they are now. Five straight wins. Uh, he must be looking at the table thinking oh we could make four for you. Um, yeah, it could it could boil down to the last day. This um, again, more more pressure on players. The big impact the next ten days will have. Uh, that sixth spot is all to play for. Salford looking red hot. I mean, it's 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 no easy feat to go over to to Catalans, is it? And put the score they did on, on them in hot conditions in Perpignan. I think poor Rollie's men. Obviously, he was a great guest on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he said he wants his side to be a threat if they make the playoffs, and it looks like they're going to be exactly that. Yeah, if they if they sneak in, if they do get in, either at the expense of, of Castleford or or of Leeds as well, who've got a couple of tricky games coming up despite their good form, you wouldn't want to play Salford the way they are attacking and scoring points against teams. Uh, right, where where were you? Where are you then? Um, finally, speaking of Salford, I'll be going along to their game uh, against uh, against Hull FC, which I'm looking forward to, and then, then the final home game for Featherstone Rovers. Uh, as well against uh, already relegated Workington Town. Having been last weekend up at Barrow uh, with Featherstone, and then at Friday night, I was at Leeds 
for who did they play? Warrington at home, although they did the best to to lose that from a winning position. They kind of clocked off at second half, but I think I'd credit Warrington um, for that, who really came back with a lot of hunger. Uh, so that was my where I was and where I'm going. What about you? Well, I, I want to ask how, how was your trip to Barrow? Was it was it cold? Did you take a jacket like I said last week? <laughs> no, I didn't. I went t-shirt and shorts. Brave. And uh, yeah, and thankfully I got a lift up there because every time I get in the car at the moment, I keep getting three points for getting my getting my speed wrong. So so thankfully I I had a lift up there. Um, but the less said about that, the better. I'm having a shocking run at the moment of, uh, of on the road. So, uh, yeah, the trip to Barrow was great. Actually, speaking of Lee Brees, uh, I guess he was up there. He was up watching Barrow against Featherstone with his brother-in-law, Craig Hall, playing uh, playing for, for Featherstone. He was up there with, with Vicky's partner, clearly, trying to spend uh, as much time as possible with the family and doing family things before the end of October when they, they fly down under visas permitting um yeah so that was that was all good with me what about you yeah last week i was at the dw stadium um we can put 50 points on toulouse i don't think they even had to get out of second gear when it all but confirmed toulouse's relegation i think on this podcast yourself personally george you've been a big advocate of toulouse haven't you in the, in the french rugby league game but i think that's it for them now i think too much of an ask isn't it i think if they won one defeat for them they're done wakefield one point and they've secured their survival and i think they remain in full-time next year. There's massive travel costs, which has been on the website this week on loverbleed.com, but it is a shame to see just one season for Toulouse. Yeah, they're gone now, unfortunately. I think Sylvain Ulez has himself thrown in the towel, saying that they'll be in the championship next year. It's, it's a big shame, yeah. I, I still thought they'd stay up, even with the, the rules and regulations as they are, but uh, as Lee Breers alluded to during that discussion a, bit, a little bit earlier on, the... We have to protect. We have to protect the promoted sides in the same way that Catalan Dragons have built into the the force they now are. That was because because they were protected from relegation for three years and allowed to build. It's too much to ask the promoted sides to come up and stay up, as we've seen with Toronto, with with Lee, now with Toulouse. If you get up, you're pretty much going straight back down. So we either want to expand or we don't. So that needs a, a massive think. Uh, as well, but yeah, in, in terms of this year, I think I think I think Toulouse are are, are gone, um, unfortunately. And it'll be interesting actually to see how how they set about rebuilding uh, for next year because it's going to take well, it's going to take uh, a big squad reshuffle and also a big financial outlay because they're going to have to presumably keep paying for teams to go over there, aren't they? Yeah, that was t- today's story. Five hundred thousand pounds. It's going to cost in in travel. Uh, I- that's for officials, for opponents, and I, I think it might presume themselves, to obviously, fund themselves to come over here. Yeah, massive reshuffle, another big uh, task for them next year. Could be against Lee or Featherstone, depending on which go up this year. Um, but we'll have to wait and see for that one. Just to go back to your early question, where, where I'm going, it's a busy couple of days for me. Um, Warrington Castleford tomorrow, how about John Stadium? Um I don't know who I'd back there. I suppose Warrington are playing for nothing, so no pressure on them. So they might play their best rugby in these last three games. Then it's the big one on, on Friday, uh, possibly the sport's biggest derby. That's a conversation for another day. There's always that debate, isn't there? But we can, we can say Helens at DW Stadium on Friday. And then on Monday, I'm off to St. Helens against Wakefield, where they could potentially lift the League Leader Shield. There was an ongoing debate if St. Helens win on Friday. Obviously, they'll win the League Leader Shield. Will they lift it at the DW Stadium? Is that something we'd, we'd back? Or do you think 15,000 Wigan fans would enjoy that? Obviously, it's in front of the sky, or say Ellen's might want to use it to promote and, and sell out their game on Monday. 
probably both, I would have thought. I think it's tough luck if you're a Wigan fan. It's like if it happens there, it happens there. They've still won it there, haven't they? They should, yeah. they should still get it there. And then if they want to parade it the next home game, I think they get to do that as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it'd be quite, quite, quite a big gesture for for Saints to do it in that style. Uh, listen, Josh, great to have you on as always. Uh, enjoy your rugby league weekend, and thank you uh, for listening as always as well. The Love Rugby League podcast out every single week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Love Rugby League podcast. Know someone who shares our collective love for rugby league? Let them know about this podcast and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Eager for more rugby league news? Visit loverugbyleague.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.